Yo, 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 yo. This is episode 53 of the Illogical Sense Podcast. This is Mr. Busby sitting here out here in the Bay. And out in L.A. is my boy, Mr. J.C. Nuts. It's cracking, everybody. And, um, you know, shit. You know, Nazis just walking around thinking that shit is cool and shit. You know what I mean? It's another day in America. Ka-ka-ka. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> I remember when the story came out, when it first leaked out that the motherfuckers were marching with the little pitchforks and saying, you will not replace us. I just, I saw on Twitter, I just put, laugh my ass off. Like, really? Y'all niggas really that mad? And I just went about my life. And then the next morning, I go on Twitter and everyone's all in an uproar about it. And I was just like, oh, y'all niggas really, oh, wow, this is pretty serious. Okay, y'all motherfuckers cute now. That's what I call a lot of these white fucking racist niggas, man. They're cute. Every time somebody does some racial shit, I just like, oh, that's cute. Y'all want to say that little racist shit? Okay, that's cute. Y'all really cute right now. Yeah, I, uh, obviously, like a lot of people, I had no idea what the hell was going on until Friday evening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what are they bitching about now? Mm-hmm. Obama's already out of office. What are you mad about? Yeah, like, okay, so, you know, <laughs> what, what's going down? And then you go on and look and see that it's all about the uh, Robert Lee statue. And I'm like... That, and, they, and they're going to pretty much take it down, right? Yeah, they're trying to, yeah because they, they already changed the name of one of the parks to Emancipation Park. And, I mean, air air bubbles, you know... White nationalists, but we're gonna call nah, them for Nazis. what they are. Na- Nazi no, the, bastards. The KKK niggas, man. That's all they are. KKK yeah. without the fucking mask. Um, and you know they show out. Literally showed out, like you said, no mask, no nothing. Like it was, they, they are just empowered and feel like they have the freedom to, you know, show Same. up and do that. And then of all know. of all devices they bring, they bring tiki torches, which are not made in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they kept yelling out, you will not replace us, white lives matter, black lives don't matter, all types of shit. And yeah. it's like, I didn't even get mad. I was just looking at this shit like, really? You know y'all gonna get your ass whooped for this shit, right? Like, you do know what's about to happen right now. <laughs> like, you know what's about to happen, right? right? Sure enough, the next day, you know, they try showing up again. They even show up with their little military shit. Like, oh, look how cute you motherfuckers are. Y'all really cute. And, of course, you know, anti-racist people, like, you know, like regular human beings fought them. And tragic, tragically, some motherfucker decided to get brave and get in his car and try to plow into the group of people. Well, he didn't Kill- try. Uh, I mean, he did. You know, 20-year-old James Alex Fields. Um, had the audacity to jump into his car. Um, I recently, a few hours, read a report how they're trying to say his shift got stuck. And I'm like, that's the, I'm like that's the excuse y'all are going to use. All right, but whatever. Um, whatever gets in man. his car, accelerates as high as he can, and he ran through 19 people and killed one of them who happened to be a 32-year-old uh, paralegal named Heather Hayer. Um, white woman. White woman. So, of course... You know, the reports the night before were nationalists, and as soon as a white woman goes down, that's what it, it becomes takes. Nazis and exactly. racism. Exactly, that's what it takes for I mean, it to call it what it is. Are you really that surprised? No, I'm not like, surprised really? at all. Uh, what, one, thing really that, su- one thing that one thing that I don't know that necessarily surprised me, but one thing that just made me like really really laugh was the damn hashtag. Uh, this is not us. Oh, of course. Like, white get people the just fuck out of here. This is not us. So, like I, I had to tell guilt? somebody. I had to tell somebody straight up. Like you have to understand that this 
country was founded on deceit and genocide. What do you mean this is not us? This is the America we've been trying to tell you about. But you kept telling us it was all in our heads and we just had to, you know, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and everything would be okay. No, this is what we've been telling you. And the reports of people saying, oh, my gosh, I don't know how it could get to this point. And then I saw a video of all those incidences at Trump rallies where Mm -hmm. it, it was just it showed this is what it's leading to. Like, what were you not paying attention to over the last two years? And also, what was also more funny to me is how everyone on Twitter was so outraged that that whole ass nigga in office didn't call them white nationalists. Like, don't you niggas understand that he built his campaign off of racism and shit? Yeah, he's not going to call his those voters. Out. He's not going to call them out. Those are his voters. He ain't going to do that. Why was everyone so mad about it? We know who this whole ass nigga is. Like, everyone's getting all up in arms like, oh, he's just a disgrace. And blah, blah, blah. like, nigga, we know what he's about. We tried, we know yeah, what, we tried to we tell know, you. We tried telling you. Y'all should have voted for the white woman. But you know what happened? Her emails. Emails. Yep. That's all. Emails. That's all. That's, that's all it came down to yep. emails. And she, she, we don't trust her. But yeah, let's vote for this whole ass nigga right now. Yeah. The one so, with no experience and will talk out of his ass. and Trolled his way into the White House. Much. Now he's. Yeah, and so he he uh, refused to to call the situation for what it was until earlier this morning. Um, he when, first, no, first he said it was from all sides. Yeah, you gotta yeah, look at yeah. all so sides. Of all sides are responsible, and I'm like, wait a minute, all sides are responsible. There's only <laughs> there's one side counteracting the the violence and the hate from one other side. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, what, what you expect? And then um, finally this morning, you know, he comes out and denounces the KKK Nazis and. All of those who use race as evil. So you can then, tell course, he was reading from a oh, yeah, teleprompter. Yeah. yeah, because on Saturday when he wouldn't say it, the media was pushing on him like, you know, so you're not going to say it. And his ass walked off the podium. Well, literally walked off like a little bitch. And so <laughs> then, like a bitch. So then after his comments today, uh, former KKK leader David Duke went Fuck on him. Twitter and said, I would recommend you take a good look in the mirror. Remember, it was white Americans who put you in that presidency, not radical <laughs> leftists. <laughs> that made me chuckle. <laughs> and I just read that and I was like, yep. I tried to tell people, but nobody wanted to listen. It was all about them emails. <laughs> of course, white America put your ass in that office. You better, you best reclaim. <laughs> what, 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 did, what did she say? I mean, we better reclaim your time and receive those statements. Reclaim Whole that time. Nigga. <laughs> you be, nigga, we put you in there. We take you out. <laughs> it's like it's like how people were saying uh, with, with Kaepernick, you better stand for that flag, boy. <laughs> he basically mm. told Trump, you better stand next to them hoods, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whole ass nigga sold his soul to the fucking devil, and now and now the devil's come to collect. It's time. So, it's time to reap what was sold on that occasion. I mean, hey man, Nixon. It took Nixon eighteen months to get kicked out. We are seven months, to, well, eight months into his whole ass presidency. Yeah, we're eight months in, and you know we're right around the corner from World War Three, and uh, what else? Oh, and and uh, well, I guess the missile situation. Also, I mean, hey, they could hit you guys. Yeah, I mean, they already did a a blueprint of what's all that to happen, but you know, yeah, they had this. They even put like a little article on Facebook. I saw like channel, like my news local news. They what would like if it really did hit San Francisco? And then this is what you should do. I'm like, really, really, <laughs> really. This do. is what this is. Oh, this is where we at right now. Eight months into his presidency, this is where we at. When he talks all that shit, really, 
See, I kind of didn't want to talk about this shit, but man, fuck him. Hey, it's the number one story across the country. Oh, and fuck you gotta him. Cover. I could give a fuck about him. I hate talking about You already know. We don't have to cover shit. We could just mention it. Because I, really I really do not like talking about him because it gets me worked up. Like, I'm just talking about Jed York. And I could talk about Jed York. I could say his name. But this nigga, man, fuck him. Fuck everything he's about. Yeah, Next topic. Yeah, because Jed York ain't going to... Uh... Ain't gonna give people the empowerment to carry a tiki torch into Levi's. Oh fuck, Jeff, man, <laughs> fuck him too. <laughs> so we uh, we we end, we end with that on on Busby's disclaimer. We go into uh, some, some more Usher news. Um, I thought we were talk about football. Nah, sports, really sports, sports, nah, sports news is uh, sports. Ah, okay. Yeah, I see what well, as well, just talk about that because you know, like we might as well talk about. Your boy Marshawn taking his <laughs> sat his black ass down during the national anthem on the preseason. Yeah, so um, preseason official week one started earlier this week. Um, I don't know Pre- preseason. I forget preseason ain't just one or two days during the week. It's like it starts on Wednesday and then you forget who plays what day. For real, so um, it's like practice. That's pretty much what it yeah, is. That's, yeah, that's pretty much what the it arena's is. Arena's half full and yeah, shit like so, that. Um, Raiders played on Saturday. Um, which uh, I text all my former, uh, all my friends, my former coworkers, my old boss, called them, because um, that's something we would do pregame. We would just kind of hang out around the field, walk around type deal. Um, just hollered at them. Everybody got back to me with the quickness. And um, I went to watch the game, and then I forgot because it's preseason, and if you're not in that, ne- uh, that market, the game's not mm-hmm. going to show. So I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'll just get updates on my phone. Um, as soon as I said that, Marshawn becomes a trending topic. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, ooh, whatever could this be? And mm-hmm. sure enough, there's a picture Marshawn not taking, not standing, and he's definitely not taking a knee, but he's, he's sitting, sitting on a cooler, down. eating a banana. Chilling. Not, and not, no pads on or nothing. Yeah, because, you know, Marshawn don't play preseason, so that ain't nothing new. Exactly. Um, and all I could say was, that's why he's beast mode. I support it. <laughs> and he gave no fucks either. And he and I guess Jack Del Rio did an interview and he's and he pretty much told him that he hasn't stood for the national anthem in eleven years and no one said shit. Yep. So this is just his own shit. He doesn't do it at all. So as long as long as he knows he he's doing what he's doing, he's not causing a distraction, which you know he's not. Right. Because ever since even when he was with Seattle, he caused a distraction just because he didn't want to talk to the damn media. Yeah. You know, uh, he, the only reason he was a distraction was because people made him a distraction. He didn't personally exactly. make himself a he distraction. He didn't do shit. Um, and so, you know, that took place. Um, I've had some uh, some interesting conversations with uh, friends and loved ones, um, my mom included, um, who she at going into the week, she was in a position where, you know, she's basically like, F the NFL. I, I don't want anything to do with yeah, it right now. Shout out to your mom, though. And uh, yeah, shout out to my mom. On a side note, um, she uh, she got accepted into to grad school to get her uh, her doctor's degree. Hell yeah! Uh, and so that was so very proud of her on that. Um, but we had a conversation after Marshawn did what he did, and I was basically telling her, you know this was actually you know one of the reasons why I'm personally not going to boycott the NFL because Kaepernick started something and it's only going to progress like there's a lot of people who think just because Kaepernick's not on a team that everything is going to go back to the way it was and it's 
far from that. And it wasn't just Marshawn because Saturday came around and I got Michael a, Bennett. I got a lot of love for the Bennett brothers, man. Michael mm. and Martellus Bennett, man, they's them cats are so well spoken and outspoken at the same time that if you give them something that they feel very passionate about, you might as well just give them the microphone and walk away till they're done. And yep. um and so Michael Bennett uh, against the Chargers said, well, I ain't going to stand for this either. So he sat down as well. Damn right. And so now you have two players. See, the argument with Kaepernick was, oh, he's a backup. He's just doing this to, to get some attention. Now you're dealing with two bona fide stars in in their own rights in, in this league. Like, they've definitely cemented their legacies within this this league. And the argument is no longer they're just looking for attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's only going to progress from here because to me, they already had this in mind before Charlottesville was even going to take place after Charlottesville and the reception that initially got, uh, you can best believe there's going to be some people jumping in on that. Mm-hmm. Rest assured. Oh yeah. But hey, you know, shout out to Michael Bennett. Shout out to shout out to Beast Mode and Kaepernick. Still yeah, doesn't see, have a team for the time being. So Cap still ain't got a job. So we'll we'll see how that. Oh yeah, pans out. Watch, um, Ezekiel Elliott. Hard not? Nah, mm. nah. But um, <laughs> in, other, in other news, um, Ezekiel Elliott uh, got himself uh. suspended, and I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think no one really agrees with it, even though they all they proved that he didn't really touch that girl or nothing. But, you know, the NFL for whole ass commish just said, fuck it. He's still getting suspended for six games. Yeah. And and in in retrospect, you also got to hold the the NFL Players Association responsible because during the last um, collective bargaining agreement um, talks, the one where they actually almost didn't have a damn season. Um, they pretty much they gave up their power and said it's open to the commissioner to take over. So this is the result where the the league office can now play, uh, you know, arrester, jury, judge, and executioner. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I don't agree with it, again, I've said this countless times, is I do not condone a man putting hands on a woman just as much as I don't condone woman putting hands on a man for absolutely no reason other than you just angry. Um, this situation just sounds so sketch and it doesn't sound sketch. It actually is sketch considering the fact that you bring out her text messages and her voicemails saying how she going to ruin this man's career. And you know, she has, there's another text message with one of her friends who's getting questioned by police. And she's like, I don't know what to tell them. And she's telling her, just tell them what I told you to say. So, from that standpoint, it just it it doesn't it's not a good look all the way around. Um, and of course, news came in on Friday. Um, as soon as it came out, he's already talking about he's going to file the appeal um, to try to get this oh, rectified and all that. I stuff. wouldn't even be surprised if he comes back by week two. Well, the thing of it is, is once surprised. the thing of it is, is if it, if you're going for an appeal, technically you can. I think you can still play. So once it's filed, I think I think he might even be ready for week one. Mm. Um, but we'll see how that all plays out. Fuck the Cowboys. Um, just for that. <laughs> rare occurrences. Um, you really don't hear about trades in the NFL, but there's a mega trade involving the Rams, Bills, and the Eagles over the weekend. Who are they trading for? Um, so for 
whatever God-given reason, who knows why, the Bills just decided, hey, we're going to be the Bills again. And they <laughs> traded away Sammy Watkins in a 2018 sixth-round pick to the Rams. I, I guess? Yeah, so they traded him to the Rams. Um, the Rams then gave the, uh, the Bills a cornerback, uh, EJ Gaines, and then a 2018 second-round pick. And then the Bills went and did a deal with the Eagles. And the Eagles, having signed uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith, basically said, Jordan Matthews, you're expendable, so we're sending you to the Bills with a third-round pick. And then the Eagles got cornerback Ronald Darby, who's actually pretty good um, to bolster up their their defense. Um, I just don't know what the Bills be doing, man. I really don't get it. But I mean, they just want to lose, man. I, I, they I, just, I, I don't understand. There's certain teams in the NFL that just want to lose, and that's like the Bills. That's like, who else? Uh, what other teams? There's the Bills, the Browns, I think the Bengals. Uh, what other teams that just want to lose? Every year, they're just like, these niggas just want to lose. The Jets. Jaguars. Jaguars. Man, did you see uh, that clip of the Jaguars a few weeks ago? Oh, what happened? Oh, man. They were in training camp um, doing defensive lineman drills. And one of the D linemen's went to hit the bag, uh, the sled, and he maybe got grip of the sled for a tenth of a second, and then he slipped over, and the damn sled almost fell over. <laughs> well, see, that's just a whole omen of their fucking season. That's why they're trash. Yeah. So, um, so there's, there's that. I, good for Sammy Watkins. I mean, he gets out of Buffalo, and your prize is you get to come to L.A. Well, good, yeah. <laughs> good, good for you. Well, he's not a nuclear winner. Um, right. So so there's that. <laughs> and then um, just about an hour ago, the NBA season has been officially announced. Oh, yeah. yeah the the, um, the um, schedule came out, right? Yep. Who and, you motherfuckers going against? Well, it's 82 games. I know, but who who y'all opening night? Who y'all going against? Uh, opening night, we uh, host the, uh, the, the Clippers. Oh, wow. So, whoop they ass. Yep. That's what we're hoping for. Um, we got another Christmas game. I will be very content sitting on my ass Christmas Day because the Raiders are in Philadelphia for the Monday night headliner. Oh, so, and oh, then, so, the, so the Christmas is, hold up, Christmas is um is on, on Monday. Monday? Yep. Oh, and so we so, get football and basketball yep. on Christmas? Yep. Hell yeah! And so they they get that game and then a couple hours later it's uh, Lakers versus uh, the Timberwolves for the Christmas night um I don't you want to call the headliner, it. but the you, you know you missed out another game. Come on, just say it. What other game? The Warriors and Cavs. I don't care Oakland. about them. They ain't my teams. I don't care. I know, but I'm just <laughs> I'm talking about my teams. But you, 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 you talking about my teams? The fuck everybody else. Yeah. Talk about my teams. Damn about them. Fuck <laughs> out of here. Um. So yeah, those those that uh, and of course you know everybody wants to always talk about how the Lakers are relevant, yada yada yada. But the Lakers are number five when it comes to the most televised games this season at thirty five. Well, so, with Lonzo playing, you know all eyes are going to be on him. Yep, him, uh, Brandon Ingram, the rest of the squad. So everything's looking hopeful with that. Um, they recently had the Big Three Ice Cube's Big Three tournament out here yesterday. I wanted to go, but then when I read reports about how Allen Iverson skipped one of the, the games and then stayed at the casino all night, I was like, I ain't paying my money for that shit. I ain't kissed my so, ass with that. But, what, uh, just so you can see Ice Cube and your boy LeVar? Well, that's that's the that, it wasn't enough for me to go pay to see that. How much was the tickets? Uh, tickets were like 32 but I wasn't going to pay $32 just to see a, a shootout and all those other games. Like, 
you got to give me more for for thirty two dollars. Thirty two dollars, I could go take that to to a rib shack and I could eat all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to give me more than that. I guess um, I get you. But uh, I from my people who went, they said they had a good time. That's it was all in fun. Um, so that was good. And then okay. um, I feel like there's something else I'm missing when it comes to the NBA. Oh yeah, um, shout out to Kyrie. We Ooh, all know the team now. Nah, we all know how much love Kyrie has for Kobe Bean Bryant, and he's come out and said that the Kobe Fives are his all-time favorite shoe. So what he did was he collaborated with Kobe, and they did a spinoff of his Kyrie Kyrie Threes, and um, they got the Bruce Lee edition. So them joints Ooh. is them joints is yellow. And then it's the Roman numeral three, but the Roman numeral three looks like it's uh, it's nails carved in, so it gives mm. like that. So it gives like that that gutter Bruce Lee Mamba feel to it. And mm. um, the the kick's gonna be coming out pretty soon, so you know you know I'm gonna cop me a pair. Oh, shit. Speaking of kung fu, you saw kung fu Kenny this last week. Yep. On so a Tuesday. Was, on a Tuesday, yeah. I saw. I, I went to the San Jose show, so. How was your experience? Uh, my experience was cool. I mean, like I said, this is my sixth time seeing Kendrick, so I mean, there's really not much more he could do to, you know, impress you, impress me, which says a lot because yeah. you know, usually at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm not paying for shows anymore. But any, <laughs> anytime he comes around, I'm, I'm gonna pay for it. Um, <laughs> you, you gonna pay for it, right? And so, uh, drama was cool. You know, it's always hard for an opener to open up when people are. St- Still coming into the arena. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But Drum held his own. Uh, much respect. Uh, I still feel he's he's one hit away from you know going to that next Blown level. Up. Yeah. yeah. So um, how was that was how was the Travis Scott the, rodeo, Travis the mini Scott, rodeo Travis the mini Scott, rodeo. This is my second time seeing Travis Scott. You're always prepared for the rodeo, but you have to experience the rodeo. And Staples, how did how did to, it come off? Everybody, honestly, I think there was just as many people excited to see Travis Scott as there were to see Kendrick, in all honesty. I saw mm. a bunch of Travis Scott shirts all around, or paraphernalia, just all around. Uh, okay. And when he came on, he shut that shit down. Um, and then, of course, the the Phoenix bird came out, and he attached himself to it. And when he did that, all hell broke loose. <laughs> shit. Can you imagine if he would have had the Pablo set up? And he was just floating yeah. around. Yeah. Just, man, that would have been, him and Kanye, that would, man. I'm afraid to think of that because he probably would have jumped off. Just, no, he would have been hanging on the fucking harness and shit. Right. Still wrapping his shit. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about that. But yeah, he, he, he shut that down just like I expected him to. And then, of course, Kendrick came out. And then, you know, I, I saw Coachella. And, you know, I talked with you after you saw the show. And you were saying, you know, yeah, it's basically the Coachella set. So, I mean, I knew yeah. what it was going into it. But. It was dope because of again the the atmosphere, and it was also mm-hmm. cool because it was my sister's first time seeing the both of them. So I don't know which was more dope to see, like the actual show or just seeing how in awe my sister was. Because my sister was like, that show is like life changing experience. Like that was a dope ass show. You didn't go to the Kuta Group session. You want life changing shit. Yeah, well, you know, we we lucked out. Not yeah, everybody, no. not everybody was able by to go. The, to by the grace of God, yeah. shit. Uh. Yeah, go on. You do more to it. Uh, it's that. So that was, that was basically it. Just uh, for, another great yeah, show. For, 
for me, I went to the San Jose show, and it was YG who was opening. I saw Drum this time. He was cool. Whatever. I took my home. I took one of my homegirls. Another one of my homegirls. It was her first time ever seeing Kendrick Lamar. So you know, I was like, "Fuck it, you know, we'll bring you along." Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And we saw YG. YG shut it down, man. All the everyone was ready for YG. He, you know, he did his sets. He did BPT and shit like that. And he actually, nigga, brought out a stripper pole, man. He brought out strippers. Wow. Yeah. And he brought out Kamaya for why you always hating and shit like that. That was pretty dope. And then as soon as he was done, a fucking dude who dead on looked like that whole ass nigga in office came out on stage and you would have thought he was there. Niggas booed the shit out of him. I thought they were going to rush the guard where they booed the shit out of him. And he came out and yelled, fuck Donald Trump. And San Jose sang that shit from the from their soul. And of course, my petty ass said, and Jed York. <laughs> Everyone was looking around at me like, why are you saying Jed York? Like, Don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> but when Kendrick came out, I don't know what it what it was about San Jose, but I felt this show was the San Jose show was more lit than the Oakland show. I don't know why. I don't know why. Probably because it was just, the first time in San Jose. No, it wasn't. He he performed in Ye- he performed for um he opened for Jesus. No, I'm talking about his like first Open, headline I, I, yeah, tour, the headliner, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He even said that too. He was like, "This is my first time headlining in San Jose," and that man, he did levitate. He did all that shit, and this is when he did levitate. I just forgot. Oh yeah, that was a fucking throwaway track. Yep, that he was just working on for the Pimp a Butterfly, and he's performing it on stage. And what really impressed me is how deep he is on this tour, and he's still performing like it's still brand new. Mm-hmm. So this like Kendrick is just on a whole just other level, man. It was it was dope. This one was just more dope. He didn't bring out no Bay artists, which I'm still surprised about. But you know it is what it is. And if we still talk about Kendrick, this motherfucker is still number one on the charts yep. yet again. Right back is, at it. Right back at it because I told you it's a slow month. It's a slow, I guess, a slow few months. So he's back on the charts, and I am low. I am just, I like I, I said it on Twitter earlier today. I am surprised that he. It, I knew it was gonna be, it was gonna sell. I didn't think he was gonna sell like this. I did not think he was gonna be this dominant. You know what I mean? I had a feeling it was, but this dominant, like this is just. That's just. He's he he pretty much has the highest selling album of this year. Period. I mean, I had a feeling it would it would do that just off the simple fact that "To Pimp a Butterfly" was uh, it could it was, it was if, critically uh, it was universal not like critically it was universally acclaimed artistically whether it was going to do what it did on the charts was a whole other story. Well, that's this because one, it, that's because streaming wasn't as popular. That's right, what right. Like Apple Music had just come out at that point. It didn't come out. It was or about actually, to, but. yeah. Thank you. It wasn't even out. It was still three months away from, from coming out. Yeah, and they didn't and they didn't count streaming to the charts yet. So, right, and so yeah. so you factored that in. Mm-hmm. Then you factor in the fact where now you know he he might feel some type of way. People saying, oh, you know, he can't do nothing with the charts. So he's probably looking at it like, all right, well, for sure, challenge accepted. Let's do it. And this is what ended up happening. People ended up... Uh, Loyalty is already playing on the radio. Right. Humble is still knocking off. And I, people are saying that the next thing, Element knocked off in there. DNA is knocking. And I was just thinking about what's going to be his next single. As soon as he drops love, love, man. As soon as he drops it's, love. It's, it's over. It's over. It's like the Vince Carter dunk. It's over. And maybe just attach God as a B-side track or whatever. It's over. Right. It's over. Like, he, he has it. I, and honestly, he's just keeping that spot nice and warm until Marshall comes out. Until his aftermath um, co-worker comes back. Yeah. We'll you see. Know? 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like, first we said Hove had the album of the year, but the way this shit's shaping up, like, god damn, Kendrick. This is just, yeah, it's just so nice. So, a lot of, lot of good music coming out, man, even though it's kind of just slow. And if we still stay on the topics of charts, shout out to Cardi B. Miss Bodak Yellow herself. Bodak Yellow. It was just announced today, this Monday, that she she's pretty much number eight on the billboard. And she's like she she said earlier this year that one of her wishes in 2017 is to get a top 10 in the Billboard charts. And Bodak Yellow, with the help of the clubs and the viral streams and the viral viral and Twitter and social media and the streams and shit, she is number eight on the charts. And she is continuing to get higher and higher and higher. I made a prediction because, you know, you know me, I'm trolling Mickey fans. Yep. <laughs> I am trolling Mickey fans. And I told these motherfuckers. Fave this tweet. Cardi B is Bodak Black. Bodak Yellow is gonna have to be the number one song in the country in the next few weeks. Fave this tweet, and everyone's going like, "Oh, but no frauds peaked at number fourteen and blah 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 blah." And now Bodak Yellow went to number eight, and they got very quiet. Not only that, she has a number one song on iTunes at this very moment. Yeah, on of all genres. And if you look at the all genres charts, it's it's damn the top ten is nothing but hip hop. That's fucking crazy. Well, it's not that crazy, but it's crazy. It's like for once, hip hop is really just dominating the charts again. Oh yeah, that ain't nothing new. Been doing but, that. You know, but also, it's just funny to me because you know we gotta talk about old Onika. <laughs> yeah, it's no coincidence uh, that with the news of Bodak Yellow dominating. rising and having the success it's having, she goes out on Twitter and releases a tweet basically saying. Yeah, my album's not coming out anytime soon. Uh, I'll read the exact tweet she said. I'll read it for you. Even though she has me blocked, I still get it because I'm petty like that. <laughs> Where the fuck you at? I'm just going to find this. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find oh, man, it. You didn't even have it up. No, because, oh, here it goes. She said, can't give you the album any sooner than I can give it. With a sad, with a tear, sad emoji face. Anyway, I'm leaving soon. I hope you'll be okay in my absence. Yeah, okay, your absence. She literally said that right when Cardi B comes out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you know how I, t- I said last week how she's kind of posting videos of her listening to Bodak Yellow at the club and shit. And Joe Budden pointed this out on his podcast. And I had a feeling, too, this is why she's doing it. But he pretty much said, like, don't you find this kind of weird that she's posting this shit now? And, and then Cardi B comes out. She posts a meme saying, I'm it's like a little caption that says, I'm ghetto, but not dumb. Right. Yep. And then on Everyday Struggle, yet again, I feel like I'm like plugging their asses, but it is pause. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm plugging them. <laughs> I'm plugging them. But I saw it today pretty much at a at an event. Cardi B kind of just says like, yeah, I know that bitch trying to pretend we friends when you never really like me. Fuck you, bitch. She didn't say no names, but pretty much, you know who she was talking about. She was talking about Nikki. Oh yeah, <laughs> she was talking about Nikki. Oh yes. So yeah, now that you now that you're fucking hot going code and shit like that, that's why you want to go. That's why you want to side with her all of a sudden. Yeah, okay. 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 And fucking um and and Joe Button pretty much he pretty much hit the nail on the coffin and he 
And he just said that the label pretty much doesn't want nothing from Nikki right now because she's not producing. And it's pretty it's common sense. All her singles flopped. If No Frauds was a number one hit single, her album would, be, would pretty much drop. It pretty much would have dropped in November. Definitely. Or probably even sooner. It would have dropped sooner. But it didn't. She just kept focusing on trying to get at Remy, kept focusing on getting on Remy, and she lost focus. Like, three things happened to Nicki Minaj this year that really caught her L. Number one, her music declined. It really, her lyrics declined. Everything declined. Number two, Sheether. And then number three, and, and number two, Sheether, and all her singles flopped. And number three, the success, the rising star of Cardi B, of B, and she got, she's pretty much about to get replaced. Then y'all can talk about all them fucking singles. You can talk about all her stats from 2014 downward. But right now, she's really, she's about to get, she's about to be like Missy Elliott and all them. She's about to get replaced. Yeah. So. I don't know. I didn't mean to go on that tangent, but it is what like it you've is. Been waiting for that for a while. I haven't been waiting for a while. I just I and sometimes people go like, "Oh, you're on Nikki's nuts too much." No, I just love being right, and I just love smothering the truth in your face. That's all. Like you know, that's all. That's all I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Cardi B though. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> so you want to talk about Usher? Yeah. Um, another update. the let it burn update yeah um so like i said when we first started talking about usher it was the the week where it just seemed like niggas couldn't say anything without getting in trouble or do anything Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and then the reports keep coming on it's like okay well let's let's wait it out and then what was the last week when the pictures came out she did a press conference it was like uh all right let's let's see where it goes from here Mm-hmm. Well, news just broke out recently, and I'm like, this bitch right here, man. And you know it takes a lot for me to say that, because I don't call women that at all. Um, but she's a legit liar. Yep. Big old liar. No, I'm not really that surprised. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. And for me, it wasn't even about how she looked in terms of her weight size, because, you know... We don't know these celebrities. We don't know what the hell they like behind closed doors. Yeah, they might have the mm-hmm. the model chicks in the videos, but we don't know what they actually like. Just like the fact that there's some of your favorite artists who are on the down low. You know what I'm saying? Like, we yep. we don't know. So to just go off a tangent just based off what you would take and what you wouldn't take is, to me, it's the stupidest thing ever because you're going to end up, it's, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass at some point with somebody. Um so for me, it just came down to her word against his, and her word is just not holding up because she's saying that, you know, they met at a what was it, a day's end or something like that, right after midnight, and Usher and his camp came out with a whole bunch of receipts talking about, yeah, this was the night that the sh- the meet and greet actually got pushed back later, and he was still taking pictures until damn near one o'clock in the morning. So how the hell would he have time to disappear? Go to the days in and then come back and then get back on the road. Damn, man. She really tried to get a come up, man. Yep. Can't be mad at that. Yep. But, <laughs> she uh, tried to cash in on money in the bank. But uh Quintasia Sharpton, shut your dirty whole ass up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Let it burn. Let, let, yeah, literally <laughs> let that just let that burn. Like that's she no more credibility. And then you find out that she's all hugged up on other celebrities. And all that Damn, kind of she jazz. Tried, she tried to get them all. Yeah. Damn. It, it, she, at some point, I think I think it was August Alcina. She claimed that she was pregnant with August uh, Alcina's kid. 
Damn. Yeah, so she, yeah she, man, she, you got to watch for these dirty Dianas, man. Yeah, it's, it's wild, man. It's, it's a dirty game, but it's like you said, you got to know who you're dealing with. True that. So, in this next segment, all right, if you guys watch Power, I think you guys might want to turn this off. Yeah. I'll put it in the description. I'll put a time limit when you could turn this back on, when you could, when you could just skip to it or whatever. But, um... Yeah, so as of right now, if you guys watch Power, I think you should just fast forward until you see in the description where we sh- where you should listen to it again. Now, if so you go, go. do watch Power and yeah, you don't give a just fuck, do that. or yeah. you've already seen the spoilers, you can keep listening. You gonna listen and you are gonna hear rants from the both of us. <laughs> oh man, and that's gonna lead to another topic. But yeah, so but, but we gotta get a back. All, yeah, we'll so the, back the backstory took place when. Last week it got announced that somebody hacked in um, the Stars account and they leaked out the final three episodes of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when all this stuff happens, a part of me's like, oh, okay, that's cool, I guess. And then the other part of me's like, why the fuck doesn't anybody hack into Sally Mae? Like something that could help everybody. Or, or how about you rush into the the Russian emails and shit like that or Trump's whole whole ass emails and just leak out everything about how he cheated for the White House. How about that? That too. You know, just something that would just benefit everybody. I mean, it's like I said, it's part of me was like, all right, you know, it leaked. I'm going to try to avoid it and stay away from it. Um, But it was on Twitter. Like it leaked. I saw it on Twitter and I was just scrolling. And luckily for me, my followers low-key didn't say what was what happened, but they just couldn't believe the shit leaked out like that. But a lot of them were going like, damn, I'm glad I watched the spoilers. So I was just like, all right. And pretty much what happened was that some dude had it and he was streaming it on Facebook Live from his computer, his phone. from from his phone, showing it on another cracked iPhone screen. Yeah. <laughs> like the inception of bootlegging on this. <laughs> and people, on this and they actually watched it. Right. People actually went and watched the stream to see what would happen. They wanted to be ahead of the curve. Like, I guess. Now, like I but, said, I was trying to stay away from it, but... Lucky for me, uh, air bubbles around, but lucky. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going through Facebook one uh, the other day, and I just so happened to come across three clips of the of the videos, and one starts automatically playing. And when I tried to scroll away, my thumb hit it the wrong way, and the damn screen opened up. <gasps> and Man, that was God. As soon as it opened up, I see Raina laying on the floor with blood on her stomach. Oh, and I'm like, that's how you saw it. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Not, not, <laughs> not the fact she was dead. I was like, one of the kids is gonna die. And this is like, it didn't shock me on that. It was just, you gotta be kidding me. I just literally went to scroll through, and now I know what happens. <laughs> so it pissed me off that I saw it. Not so because I saw it, but because yeah. I've seen it, and I don't have the backstory leading up to it now. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? The hell with it. Went to the other two videos. I didn't watch the whole things. I just went, like, was just trying to scroll through and find pieces or whatever. Um, And, you know, as a result, Tariq becomes blood hungry, uh, rightfully Mm -hmm. so. And he ends up finding um, brains. So Kanan's right-hand dude, who was always doing the, the crimes with them. For um, beatbox, beatbox home, home jukebox, boy or whatever. Jukebox. Jukebox, yeah, jukebox, jukebox uh, yeah. And so he's the one behind it. So he ends up meeting up with uh, with Brains, has the gun to him. Um, Brains is talking shit, basically saying, you know, you know you're not going to do it. You're weak. Um, and all the while, Ghost 
Tommy and Tasha are chasing after him because at this point, I, I'm, I again, I don't have, I didn't watch everything, but at this point, it's kind of clear they know what's going on. So they're running up, um, and then right before it cuts out to the scene, um, Reigns looks at a gun on the table, and then it flashes out, and then all of a sudden, you just hear gunshots from the room. Tommy's ghost is ahead of Tommy. They're running up the stairway. Um, when Ghost busts through the door, Brains is laying face down, literally with his brains blown out. Um, and Tariq's just staring at him. And so Ghost, of course, runs over to him and embraces him. You know, son, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I didn't have a choice. Um, all while this is going on, Tasha's outside. And she actually sees the gun flashes in the room, so she knows where to go. Tommy then runs in, like, you know, oh, my God, what's going on? Are you all right? Tasha comes through, like, you know, of course, everybody's embracing him. So... When he's telling him what's going, you know, what's going on, I had to do it. Tommy then, of course, you know, they're masterminds at this. Tommy then runs over, grabs the shell casings. Then they hear the police cars coming by. And this is where I completely lost it. Like, I could not stop laughing. Okay. Tommy <laughs> then takes brains, throws them on the carpet, and rolls his ass up like a super sushi roll. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I just I couldn't stop laughing at it because then he's rolling them up and then Tasha Tasha leaves mom mode and gets into she just starts talking to Tariq like he's ghost like take 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 your jack take your clothes off right now and when he starts to like hesitate she's like get give me your fucking stuff like let's go you know we don't have time to waste so once she said that I turned it off because I I couldn't stop laughing at Tommy just rolling his body up in the damn carpet like a fucking sushi roll it was the funniest thing ever. And so, um, obviously, I didn't see the a complete ending, but yeah, they said, they said they didn't show the complete ending, but you got the gist. You get, of you it, get the gist much. of it. Tariq is now a murderer. Um, they all know, so now they're protecting them. And then, of course, episode eight came out officially yesterday. So as I watched episode eight, now it becomes clear why Brains killed Reyna. Um, mm-hmm. So Tariq's dumbass, uh, still off the lean. Calls up or texts up Brains like, hey, I'm down to hit a lick or whatever. Um, he poses as a kid, uh, inner city kid selling chocolate candies. They go to this woman's place. Um, he gives the head nod that the coast is clear. Uh, him and another dude start running up in there with guns drawn. Um, make it look like Tariq is an innocent bystander and he punches the hell out of him in the stomach. And then when Tariq gets ready to leave, for some reason he goes back up and the other guy's getting ready to rape the, the girl or the woman. And so then... Tariq yells yeah, out old ass woman yeah, too. So t- yeah, so Tariq yells out brains tell him to stop. Which of course you can't yell somebody's name out. So then they take For off their real. ski mask. I, s- take- I saw that. Like, why did you do that? Why? <laughs> so they take you off their ski nigga? mask. Yeah, they take off their ski mask and they one shot to her head and she's dead. Um and Tariq dips out like he's gone. He just starts sprinting, running away. Brains is hitting him up, and then um Ghost partially gets back into the game with Tommy to Talk with the Jimenez uh, siblings to, to get that deal done. Um, Dre, you know, for as much of a snake as Dre is, honestly, I drew the parallel. I was like, this is probably what Ghost was like when he was had an option to either kill Kanan or put him into jail. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's honestly, I was like, we're watching as much of a snake as you're saying Dre is. We're actually watching how Ghost came up through Dre. Mm-hmm. Um. So once I got that parallel, I was like, that's actually a that was actually a, a well-written angle that the writers put in. Um, 
And then, of course, all down. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> might as well, shit. And then um, Angela, um, Donovan, and Sax, uh, again, they all piece together that it's uh, Sandoval. Um, once they do that, he goes to see Angela and tries to kill her. Um, she ends up being fucking Chuck Norris and pulls the gun out without him seeing and pops him in the, <laughs> in the fucking shoulder. Doesn't kill him on purpose, as, yeah. as we later find out. And so she goes into terry's office to let him know that ghost is completely exonerated um and that he should tell proctor and so at at that point you're like you're like oh she just wants to you know just tell proctor he was right but then later on you find out she knows that if they tell proctor proctor's gonna tell ghost and tommy and they're gonna realize sandoval's a liability so they got to get to him before he runs his mouth so that's exactly what ended up happening. Um, Terry told uh, Proctor. Proctor then had a meeting with the both of them. They all come to the conclusion that Sandoval's got to go. So while Sandoval's getting treated um, in the infirmary before he gets booked, I, I think everyone watched this episode, bro. Yeah, well, might you know we we might as well go into it. Might as well. I mean, shit. I mean the nigga died. Yeah, well, Angela killed him. No, she didn't. Well, no, she didn't it was a setup. He got a slice yeah. right to the neck. Yep. And, you know, his body's all laid out. Of course, the detectives get there. So everybody leaves. And Angela takes a squat down next to him and says in Spanish, that was for Greg. And she walks away. I saw it. What? This show, man. This show, man. Yeah. We might as well get into the discussion. You see, I I saw Annabelle. I got out of watching Annabelle, and I was texting JC, and he was talking about his mom, you know, you know, about to go back to school. And I, you know, I was being a smart ass and said Michael's better. So he goes like, oh, you say that again, I'm going to spoil all power for you. So then I start guessing, oh, let me guess, Angela dies? Nah, worse. Tasha? Nah. Then I really thought about it, like, what's worse? And I was like, what, his daughter died? I just literally just guessed it. And he was like, yep. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he just ran down the whole ending, and I was like, what? No, oh, that, and that pissed me off. I was locally glad that he told me because that's gonna piss off when this episode, when that episode airs, it's gonna probably piss off a lot of people. Yeah, you know, and now, and also now, what's it called? It came out that fifty, fifty's pretty uh, starts. Fifty said that stars is accusing him for fucking leaking it, and honestly, with everything that's going on with him and stars and shit, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Whatever they say, he him. did. He did that. He shit. did that shit. <laughs> Guilty as fuck. <laughs> Guilty as fuck. He did that shit. And pretty much this show was so good. It had so much potential. Everything was so good about this show. It's like you can literally pinpoint when the show was going downhill. And that was when Kanan gave the gun to um, Ghost. <laughs> That's when that you can literally pinpoint exactly what happened. Like, whoa, what? It, and it didn't make sense. And then he killed and then he killed Jukebox and then he said, see you around, little nigga. See you around, little and nigga. Then, Kitchen around, little nigga. And then that was it. And it was just like, hold up. What? I don't like where this is going. Did the next episode happen? And I was just like, uh, I don't like where this is going. And then this, the episodes leaked out. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is where it's going. It literally jumped the shark. Tyreek is one of them now. That little hoe-ass nigga is one of them now. What the fuck? <laughs> That's going to piss off people, dog. That's going to turn people off from the show. I mean, oh, they're still going to watch it. They're still going to watch the show for obvious reasons, see what's going to happen. But next season, it, it might as well be the last season. It has to be the last season. Like, come on, you shot his daughter. That was the one that just came out of nowhere. You, of everybody, you shot his daughter. Yeah. Why? And then that was, and the death of the daughter, because honestly, there was really no use for her. 
So she had to die, I right. guess. Yeah. <laughs> and the way, and I saw the scene. I watched the scene because I just looked it up, and he just randomly shot. She came, she got in his face and said, "Yeah, you need to leave him alone." Duh, 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 duh. She was kind of being all brave, and the old boy just looked at her at the fuck and shot her right in the chest yep. <laughs> in slow motion, and they had like little R and B music playing. <laughs> Oh no! But in I, the I was just eyes love an angel, <laughs> pretty much just the black version of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just looking at that like, what, what? Like, are you fucking serious? That's how. That's how they're gonna do this shit. That's how you're gonna do this shit. Oh yeah. man, this is. I really like power. I really do. I still like it. But it was just like they're gonna kill it. They're gonna kill this show. And and then uh, and then you even said when you were watching it, you, my my voice was in your head like yeah you could tell a woman wrote this shit. Yep, exactly what you said when um, Kanan handed him the gun. You were so pissed off. You go man, you could tell a woman wrote this shit. And I'm not trying to be sexist or anything like that. I don't want. It may come off that way. Shit, it is that way. <laughs> it may come off, but this is such a gangster ass show. And just and you prolonged it for so long. That's how you want to do it because you want to because the power of friendship and the power of family and the power of love. That's some shit a woman would write. Mm-hmm. I'm just oh fuck Tyree. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that whole ass nigga in office, Jed York and Tyreek in that order. Yep. That's who. <laughs> just it's just it was such a great show, and I I don't know when these episodes air. I don't know, man. People people are going to be either pissed off or intrigued, or at this point, they're in too deep. They might as well just keep watching. Yeah. I feel like I'm on that, on that line where it's like, eh, all right, let's see what happens in season five. Because that's pretty much what it is. Like, in certain TV shows, you can literally pinpoint when you just stopped watching. Like, for example, Empire. You literally stopped watching after the season finale of the first season. Yep, I was done. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, no, let's see where it goes. And I started watching the second season, and I was like, yeah, no. And I just stopped watching. I don't know why it still comes on at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, barely anybody talks about it now. Yeah. It wasn't. I remember at one point, it was like a big phenomenon. Now it's kind of just barely even mentioned. And there's another show that really just pissed me off after, the, like, after a certain season. Because, yeah, there's another topic we can talk about, like, TV shows that we just we just hated at, by the end of it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, for example, for me, I mean, I can speak for everybody. It's the fifth season of Martin. Yeah. See, yeah. For, me, for me, it's, uh, that one's, that was a, a touchy situation because that had nothing to do with the writers or, you know, something petty. Or the network or nothing. It was yeah. They had to do with Martin. They he was had, going like, through his demons. For those who don't know, um, during one of the intimate scenes, Martin had gotten very forceful with with the uh, Tisha Campbell's character Gina. Um, because for those who don't know, they actually had a fling off of TV, and she had turned it. She eventually ended it, to, and she chose Dwayne Martin. And it pissed him uh, off. Irony. <laughs> the yeah. irony of Dune Martin. Yeah. And, you know, of course, it pissed him off. So, you know, he got forceful and was saying, you know, pretty much fuck Dwayne Martin. You know, I'm the one for you. And it just it led to her getting a restraining order against him. And the only way she was coming back was she made it clear I'll come back if I don't have to do any scenes with him. So throughout that whole season, if you guys remember, Martin and Gina were kept separated. Yeah. 
and they were only on they were only they only talked to each other on the phone and, and shit in separate yeah, scenes. And that's how and it was so awkward. That's how the storyline of Gina getting the job out in L.A. took place before yeah. Martin got transferred out and all that stuff. And it was so awkward because they had so much chemistry, yeah. man. Yeah. So much chemistry, and it fucked up the whole flow of the show. No, the whole it, dynamic. it definitely, it definitely did. But that's that's one of those ones where I'm like, I uh, there's there's legalities in that. Like it's yeah. Well, too, another too season. No, the season I really just do not like talking about is what the fourth season. Fourth season the of fourth, the Boondocks. The fourth season of what I hate calling it that. I call it the lost episodes. That's nah, how much I hate that. It's, fuck. it's not. It's the fourth. The, it's the, the lost episodes <laughs> usually consist of two to five episodes. This had ten yeah. episodes. It was planned. Yeah. This is a fourth season. You can clearly tell that Aaron McGruder had nothing to do with it. Nothing And I hated that. See, I hated that fucking season with so much passion. Because you, I was excited. Like, hell yeah, Boondock's coming back. And then they said Aaron McGruder has nothing to do with it. And I was like, ugh. And then you saw the first episode, and you were just like, ugh. And then that slavery episode, that's when I was done. Yep. That's when I was completely done with the show. Like, what the fuck? I knew Aaron McGruder would never write that shit. They they literally killed Huey and um, Riley and Grandpa with that shit. The whole character, they just destroyed it. I fucking hated that season. I hated it. Mm-hmm. You know? And what about you? What other show that you just got irritated about? Uh, The last season of Moesha. <laughs> so okay if if you don't remember it was very light-hearted and comedy you know it was by fun they would throw in some serious moments because of course they were in south central la you know so you, you're dealing with that season five they legit they wanted it to be a drama so badly <laughs> and i'll never forget how it ended it just it it just just How randomly it ends. ends is just... Miles gets kidnapped, and what? <laughs> we have a feeling that it's Hakeem and Moesha who are pregnant, but they don't get a chance to say it. And Moesha passes out, and that's the last time we ever see from them on that show. Like literally, and that's, and, and that's when UPN canceled it. The, 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 the yeah, series. yeah, because the the same thing happened with the Hughleys afterwards. The Hughleys, um, they were stranded on a boat at sea, and then. He Daryl came out um, and said that he had a kid out of wedlock in secret, and then all of a sudden the show that disappeared too. Damn, that's some old fucked up shit. That's how they canceled their shows. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, and of course, there's no way of knowing what the hell's going on because a good portion of the characters in Moesha are now dead. Yeah, or in jail. Yeah, like or just going like, crazy. Like uh, uh, Lamont Bentley, who played Hakeem, he was killed and mid 2000s when his car flipped over the uh the mm-hmm. over ramp. Yeah, um, I remember that. Uh who else was it? Um Then a female die off that show? Yeah, um Adele uh, nah, whoever was who had the store or the shop that they all hung out at. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. She passed away, of course Bernie passed away, who was her uncle. Yeah. Um, damn. There's a bunch yeah, it's just a bunch of people. Um Miles is doing domestic sp- disputes and at this point and everything. So I mean, it's just Fredo's. Fredo Star is still just you know doing his googles. Yeah, Fredo <laughs> Star. I mean, shit, he got a shit. Fredo Star's got a placement on ASAP Twelve's album. So Man, he's doing all right. Yeah, he, he's still out there. Um, and Brandy gone crazy and shit. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, that that was that was one where I was just like, seriously, like you just gonna end like that? And another one, I probably say my last one. Um, everybody knows I'm a big fan of Ratchet Television. 
Uh, <laughs> Love and Hip Hop is amazing. But this damn oh, last, God. this last damn season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, it, it it just it was a chore to get through. Uh, don't you hate that? Don't you hate that when you see certain shows and you just love it so much and you just gotta watch it, hoping it's gonna get better, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't. It's just um, yeah. it was just so. Cleo told me not, never to say this again, but I was like, yo, they, these just they all just got stale. And she was like, JC, don't ever refer to a woman as stale ever again. And I was like, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> like, they're all stale. <laughs> Nothing good is going on. Yeah. And um, that's how, yeah, go on. Yeah, just it's it just and the, the new women they brought on just it, they brought absolutely nothing to the table other than they were just sleeping with other women's husbands and everything like that. Like they just they, nothing got brought of significance to the table. And mm. it was just one of those ones where as soon as it ended, I was like, thank you, God. But you still didn't answer a lot of questions that needed to be answered. See, that's how I felt for the last season of Xena the Warrior Princess. Never I was, saw. I was, yeah, you never saw. But I love that series. Yeah, I loved it better than Hercules. And the first first five seasons, it was great television. One of the greatest shows on tele, like on cable TV. Shout out to Lucy Lawless. But it got to the point when we got to like the fourth season. When she had her kid, and it was like one big ass epic shit where she killed all the Greek gods, and her daughter was like the key to shit. It was like it was some epic shit. Mm-hmm. They did a whole lot of shit for that season, and it kind of shaped it to be like the last season because the you know ratings were because the um, network kept changing the time slots and changing it. it was it was hard to find what is, what the show was mm-hmm. at one point. Even for me, I got really irritated with it, but you know people watched it. And then when they ended it, like, you know, like she killed all the gods and it was almost like some one. It was like it almost felt like a conclusion. Uh You know, if if the series got canceled, this would be like one epic ass conclusion. But the fans were so demanding. They wrote the network. They demanded that they do a fifth season. So they said, "Okay, we'll bring him back. So, you know, everyone came back and then it kind of just the fifth season. There was no real big story arc. It was just Xena. The, the adventures of Xena, just random ass adventures with her and her partner, Gabrielle. Interesting. And it was, yeah, and it was just like, she, they just did random shit, and there was no big plot point, and then they had the series finale, which was like a fucking 90-minute movie, and, you know, she died, and they, she couldn't bring her back, and it was like one way to write her off the show, and it was just like, yeah, it was disappointing. Wow. I was like, you know, it was, it, it, it kind of did become a chore to watch, because you were kind of waiting for a big storyline to happen, and there was no storyline. Because in all the seasons, there was always one big story arc, but this one was there was no big story arc. It was just it what it was like the bad guy of the week type of shit. Wow. So you know, it is what it is. And then there was another show that really irritated me. That really did not. There was Nip Tuck. When it got to like the third, four, when it gets like to the fourth or fifth season, that became like a chore. Because I really did like that show, but that literally became like a chore. Yeah. And the last season of True Blood. Ah oh, man, I know you never watched that. No, nah. I guess you could throw on Thirteen Reasons Why for me. But that's just one season. Now nah, they're gonna have a second season, remember? Yeah, but still, I only lasted through one season of Empire, and I was done after that. True, and we might as well just go into movies. The Happening, <sighs> man. The we Happening. Can agree on that. Fuck that movie. The Happening. You started off because just man. I don't remember much about it. <laughs> That's how horrible it was. Just your pretty much brought the, it up. The, On your going away party, your sister brought it up. Yeah, ask JC about the happening. Yeah, what is it, like <laughs> anthrax or some disease it that was, comes it in the, the air? It was the plant. 
It was it was just no. It was no disease or nothing. It was just well, just whatever. Some the trees. Some tree had some venom in it, or whatever. And when it gets inside your mind, it makes you want to kill people and yourself. Um, so yeah. it was spreading across the world, and of course, Mark Wahlberg is invincible. You know, he fights Transformers, so nothing can stop him. No, but his acting in that movie, bruh. Yeah, well, that, I'm, I'm getting to that. I'm just giving the backstory. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, they, he meets up with some other woman. They run across the country, and people are killing themselves in front of them. And, you know, they're just trying to find refuge. Um, mm-hmm. Where it literally broke down for me was, at one point, this dude who caught it, he turns on a lawnmower, and then he just lays down and waits for yeah, the lawnmower to run that was fucking John Leguizamo. That was John Leguizamo. Oh, was, okay. Cut his wrist. Okay. No, well, Leguizamo cut his wrist. I'm talking about the dude that laid down in front of the lawnmower and let it run over. <laughs> yeah. Him. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So then, and then they start shooting themselves down a hill. So then there's a group of people around Mark Wahlberg like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And he's just like, just give me a second to think. There's kids down there. They're killing themselves. <laughs> Somebody just give me a moment to think. Oh my God, this, they're going to start spreading. What happens? Somebody just please let me think. Oh my God! They're killing them. It's, it's not gonna stop. Well, somebody give me a goddamn moment and let me think. And at that point, I, I just, I was like, I busted up and started laughing. I was like, the hell with this movie, man. Just, just let this the shit out. The acting was so terrible because Mark Mark is such a I don't know, good actor. Uh, see, I was at Blockbuster at the time. I don't know if I just waited for this to be one of my free rentals or if me and my sister actually went to the movie theaters to see it. All I know is I went to her and I watched to it together, shit. and we just could not stop laughing. And when that happened, I just told her, just let me know how the rest finishes. And I just completely zoned out. No, I got, no, I actually saw this shit at the movie theater because I was a fan of M. Night Shyamalan or Chameleon. I kind of like, at the time, Chameleonaire. Well, however you say his damn name. I liked The Sixth Sense. I hated the ending to The Village. I didn't see um, Signs when I was a kid. I loved the damn movie. And then until I got older and saw how terrible that shit was. Killed aliens by water. The fuck? Yeah. And then, you know, I was just like, okay, so I'm going to see The Happening. And I was seeing the trailer, and they're all going like, oh, it's the first R-rated movie, first R-rated movie in M. Night Shyamalan's career and shit. So I'm like, okay. I saw this shit halfway in the movie. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. This is fucking horrible. The acting was terrible. And I'm like, they greenlit this shit? Mm -hmm. They actually, they had test audiences watch this shit? They approved this shit? What the fuck? And then it got to the point where I was literally about to get up and leave. Like I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave. This is terrible. And right when I was about to get get ready to leave, I saw those little kids get, I saw those kids get shot by the shotgun. (laughs) Hella randomly. (laughs) I don't know why, but I just sat back down like, well, I might as well just watch the rest. And that movie was terrible. Fucking terrible. I hated that movie. And there's, I have like, that's one of my top movies I really just hated. And there's another movie that I really just hated. Uh, there was Sucker Punch by Zack Snyder, who made that. You seen Sucker Punch? Nope. The guy who made, no, don't see that bullshit. It was about this one chick. Okay, you seen 300, right? Yep. Not 300. Um, Watchmen. Yep. You seen Watchmen? Of course. Okay. Movie. He's a he's the director of that, okay. and he's doing ba- and he and he's directing the whole DC movies and shit right now. But he did this one movie where it was just all extravagant. I remember seeing the trailer. I saw fucking Vanessa Hudgens and a whole bunch of other females doing all sorts of like fucking gangster shit with guns, flying in the air, shooting people, karate, fucking missiles, jets. It was like fucking amazing, right? So I'm like, okay. So then I see the fucking movie, and it's like. It's like retarded Inception. That's the best way to describe it. Because she goes to this little brothel or whatever, and they tell her, and she's in a trance. So you go into her mind, and in her mind, she's in a brothel. 
So then when she goes to the brothel, they say, hey, you got to you got to dance for them. So she gets in another trance and then she starts dancing and then it goes into her eye. And then she's in complete retarded Mm -hmm. nation. My, My apologies for that. But she goes really just dumb and she's dreaming. She's daydreaming of her being a complete superhero badass. Mm hmm. And it got, I'm sitting there and I'm going like, oh, this is going to be the whole movie, is it? Oh my God, this is terrible. Oh my God, this is terrible. Because none of this shit made sense. None of it made sense, JC. Yep. I saw people get up and walk out of the theater. I, I was one of them. Yep. <laughs> it was that terrible. Yep. That bad. It, it pissed me off. Because one thing I do not like about certain movies is if you mess with my intelligence. If you mess with my intelligence, it's going to make me mad. Right. So I got up and walked away. And I was pissed. I went to work pissed off. Of course. So then, another movie that really pissed me off. Sinister 2. You remember Sinister, right? Yeah, I never watched him, though. Yeah, but the first movie, creepy as fuck. Ethan Hawke, the guy, Ethan Hawke was in it. The guy who made Paranormal Activity produced it and directed it. I was such a creepy movie. I loved the first movie. So then they did a sequel, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. Wrong. Movie was terrible. <laughs> terrible. It pissed me off, too. That was, it just acting was terrible. The scares were cheap. Everything didn't make no damn sense. That pissed me off. And when the movie ended, I was pissed off even more. Just, That's that. You got me on a level of pistacity. Pistacity. <laughs> <laughs> just those three movies. I think I'm missing one. But. Those movies that pop up the most when it comes to movies that legit pissed me off. And it was like at that moment, I was like, why do these these movies really do get made? And, you know, yeah, we so got this, the t- yeah, this is the happening for me. It's a good portion of Tyler Perry films. I can understand why. I mean, Tyler yeah. Perry doesn't make that bad movies. They're horrible. They're, let's just let's just call it what it is. <laughs> when the when the boondocks dropped the episode pause, I laughed the whole episode because yeah, there that was, was not me. one. He thing. came down when he came down to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was like, oh come on, Aaron, that's mean. That's just mean. Yeah, it was mean, but it's not something that you could just, just say. Oh, it's not true. Shit. I know. That's why I said that's yeah. just mean. Like the the perfect epitome of a Tyler Perry movie was captured by the boondocks when Ma Dukes calls out Jamal on set and says, Jamal, and he comes out and says, yes, Ma Dukes, and she smacks him with the gun and says, I just had to smack the shit out of somebody for no reason. I was like, that is a fucking Tyler Perry film in its epitome right there. Um, oh, my God. There's a good portion oh. I do like and I can tolerate. Um, like, what movie What movie did you like? What Madea's Family Reunion. Um, Daddy's Little Girls was all right. Uh, Medea goes I to jail. Like, I, I like Medea goes to jail. That was I, I like that movie till the ending. Because, like I said about, I told you this before we recorded. With Tyler Perry movies, like he, like when he in his script or how the movies go, it has a perfect intro. It, ha- it tells a great story in the middle, Question and then what? when it gets to, well, yeah, well, not great story, but it it, gets, it keeps you watching. You know what I mean? It has a story, and then when it gets to the ending, he just rushes it, and then it's the end credits. Yeah, see, it's for like me, that, it's, all, it's, it's all, Aaron Magruder said it best, it's all predictable. You know what the hell is about to happen. There's always a damn woman who you cannot stand, and she finally gets hers at the end. Um, when the, the film is focused on, focused on a woman, it's obviously a man who you can't stand, and he gets mm-hmm. his in the end. And then when it's a film about Medea, the shit just is all over the place. Yeah, um, so I mean, outside of those three I mentioned, you, those can easily be counteracted with his film Good Deeds. I didn't even finish that one. Good Deeds. Yeah, that was god awful. Um, a Medea Christmas. 
And I then, never seen that. And then Boo, a Medea Halloween, which... You watched that? No, I did not. I okay. But I saw the clips of it, and I'll tell you that. As horrible as it was, they're actually going to release Boo 2, a Medea Halloween, this Halloween. I guess they, I guess Tyler Perry made his... I don't understand... I know Medea's is cash cow, but he made he made some other good movies like A Family That Praised. That was pretty decent. That was all right. Um, now, and, of course, uh, Diary of Mac, other, Matt Black Woman set it all off. That was the first one. Yeah. Meet the Browns was decent. Yeah, yeah but and and then another one was good. Oh, confessions, uh, confessions of a uh, marriage counselor. Yeah, I, you remember that one? I didn't watch that one. I watched that one. That was pretty decent. Besides um, the ending, Medea's witness protection. Oh, I didn't see that one. Um, and then there was that other one. The he just needs to kill Medea at this point. Yeah, I've been um, saying this for the longest time. I know it's his cash cow. I know he does it during his plays and shit. But he made he makes too much money now. He needs to kill that. Medea's big happy family was the one that pissed both of us off. Oh my god! Yeah, that came out around around the same time Spike Lee was talking his shit. Yeah, and I and I went to see that because I was like thinking Spike Lee, man, you just a hater. And I went to go see that just to support Tyler Perry because I like supporting our black people. But then I sat and watched that shit, and I was like, this proved this point. Yep. It was so much coonery in that shit, mm-hmm. like Tiana Taylor getting that bow wow, Byron. Oh my god, that was just yeah. terrible. That was the whole movie was a terrible act. There was really no point to it. Yep. There, it there, like the whole movie, even the ending was dumb. It was just, just, it was just bad. Horrible, god awful, terrible. Um, yeah, that, that for me is yeah. Tyler, Tyler Perry films, man. I mean, I'll never talk down on a man that's hustling legally. <laughs> so you know, props to him, especially his story. You know, coming from sleeping in the car. And alleys and stuff like that to be where he's at. You know, props to him. But at the same yeah. time, I ain't got to kiss his ass and bow down to the product when the product is trash. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, I mean, he's getting that Oprah money now. So, I mean, he's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like, like, good for him. But the, the product is trash. Black folks still watch it, man. So. Yeah, black folks still watch Empire, you know. <laughs> Yeah, a little small amount. There's like a little little set. There's gonna be a certain small amount that's gonna watch power and we gonna watch it too. That's definitely ain't telling me much, but um yeah, yeah that does for films and then we get into albums, man. Yeah, uh, worse okay, you, you you started this time. I, I did it before yeah, I did last I, one. I easily good. have the most unpopular take when it comes to if you're reading this it's too late. Oh it's not it's not that unpopular. You know, to me it's kinda just like really? So all the albums. So here's my backstory when it came out because at the time it came out, the word around the water cooler was this is coming out this way because it fulfills Drake's uh, Drake's contract with Cash Money and he'll be yeah. free to do what he wants because of the whole situation with Birdman and Wayne. And yeah. so from that standpoint, I was like, you know what? Let's see what he comes through with. And I listened to the album and I was like, oh man, this is mediocre at best like this isn't even good but you know what it's a power move i respect it you gave birdman bullshit and said i'm out like i can actually Mm -hmm. respect that like i respect the power move as an a the music is Mm -hmm. clearly an f so well it's a it'll be a c c plus but because the power move is so big i'll give it a b minus yeah you look at the yang (laughs) jim like you know what i'm saying like that was that was what i was running with and then over that and then over the next week Twitter just pissed me the fuck off. (laughs) Everybody talking about this is Drake at his best. This is awesome. He can't be stopped. I'm like, we talking about the same fucking album? (laughs) The same one where the last three albums, this nigga wanted us to feel sorry for him because he's 
crying at night because one of his former lovers is in Marvin's room. And now I'm supposed Another, to believe. And now he's swinging. Now I'm he's supposed swinging to believe I got energy. He's got a lot of enemies and shit like that. Like, I'm supposed to believe this shit now? Like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> and as the album goes on, I went and replayed it because I was like, oh, maybe there's something I'm missing. Nope, it ain't me. It's all y'all. It's all y'all. <laughs> it's okay? all y'all. <laughs> the best damn song on this album doesn't even have Drake's vocals on it. Just kick back around the block. For this I will call him by his name. Wednesday Night Party Interlude Night. by Party Next Door. <laughs> Party that is the yeah. best song on this project. Everything mm-hmm. around it, I will give some points to 6 p.m. in New York just because it's a part of that collection he has and the series. Mm-hmm. I'll give some points for that. Uh, company with Travis Scott is some days it's all right. Everything else, I'm like, yo, this is... I mean, it's not what you expect from somebody of this caliber. I'm sorry. For I, no, for you, for me, I enjoyed it. But if you just get rid of all like the whole Quentin Miller shit and look at it for what it is, I enjoyed it for what it is, and I saw it as like a rough draft of views. That's I don't give a fuck what anybody tells me. That that album was a rough draft, and when Drake re-listened to it, he was like, "Nah, I gotta go a different direction," and he just released that. Well, see, it should have been I, marketed as that then. Yeah, but yeah, of course. But you know, he didn't want to say that, so right. he just wanted to call it a. And then to make matters weird. to make matters even worse, he's still on Cash Money. Yep. So uh, yeah, so two once, albums, three albums so in, once, he's still uh, there. So once um, Hotline Bling came out, and of course it shows copyright, it still says Cash Money. I went back to the mm-hmm. album and I was like, "This is a full fucking f." This there was no there was no <laughs> damn power move to this shit. <laughs> well then, well. You hated that album. One album, I've always talked about it. And it still brings me so much anger every time I just look at it or I just think about it. It is Nicki Minaj's sophomore album. Ugh, I'm just looking at the cover right now. It's pissing me off. Roman Reloaded? Pink- <laughs> yes. Shit, as bad as Roman Reloaded was, I'll take that over the pink print. Pink print wasn't that pink bad. Pink print bro. was garbage. Pink print was not that garbage. Bad. Compared to this shit, I will take that over garbage pink print easily. You, you would listen to Roman Holiday over this. I listened to it for ten seconds and I skipped to the next song. Come on a cone. That's ten more seconds. And then you get to bees in the trap. I, I am your leader. I am your leader. I'll fast forward to Cam's first, and then skip Rick Ross's. Hove Lane was trash. Roman Reloaded was nah. Champion was the, was the only good track Champion on this was album a good was track. was Drake, Jeezy, and Nas. Right. And then right by my side, that's when the album was starting to become a little poppy. And then Sex in the Lounge with Lil Wayne and Bobby Valentino. Uh, <laughs> oh, fucking we gay a ass. We a we a we. Yeah, he like that wee 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 wee. He went that wee wee, not that hee hee, but that uh, wee wee. But see, for me, I actually like her better when she goes that pop route. You like Starships? Yeah, like some of that stuff is actually. I wish you could see the look on my face right now. Yeah, like uh, I don't know what the hell you said or I said, but it clearly got my Alexa Echo talking back to me. But I'm <laughs> clearly, she sure heard how pissed off you were, and she said something that I can't comprehend. Um, <laughs> yeah, Starship was alright. Pound the alarm was cool. Uh, that shit was trash. No, no, from was, Starship um, down. Was garbage. Um, Turn me no. on with David Guetta was the one. That, I, I'm talking about the album that I, I hated. This fucking album, JC. I absolutely fucking hated this album. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good album, but I'm saying if you gave me the option between this and the Pink Print, I'm going to take this easily. You, you crazy, bro? Nah, Pink Print this album was, was garbage. 
Pink Friday was not that bad, bro. Pink Friday's garbage. Let's stop. Stop. Anyway, let's just stop go. It. Let's just let's just talk about Pink Friday. Let's talk about Roman Reloaded. For me, when I heard Pink Friday, I actually enjoyed that because I was going like, okay, Nikki's showing her potential. I I just she's coming off the heels of Monster and all the features she's on. This was a good, pretty decent debut album. So you know what? I can't wait for her sophomore. So then the next year when they said, oh, my new album's coming, I was like, already? Like you just really just gonna rush out a new mm-hmm. one? I mean, what was what was the record that popped off? Um, Super Bass. When Super Bass popped off, I can understand why. I was like, all right, whatever. And she's calling it Roman Reloaded. So I'm thinking this is going to be Pink Friday again just with fucking um, bonus, tracks. bonus tracks. No, it was a whole other album. And I was like, okay. And then the first single that dropped was Stupid Ho. Now, if you go on fucking YouTube, when that video, I will never yep. forget when that video dropped. They had, it had thousands upon thousands of dislikes. Mm-hmm. It was her, it was bad. Mm-hmm. The whole video, the song was bad. The video was terrible. It was one of those videos where Safari had to take her aside and be like, yo, this ain't a good look. But you know, she just said, fuck it. She said, oh, I worked really hard on this album. This, and when I heard how, like, when I heard the first track, I'm listening, I'm like, ugh, Roman. No, no, this is what started it. You remember her fucking Grammy performance? Yep. Oh, my God. That was the first and last time she performed at the Grammys. Yep. Because that shit was trash. That shit scared everybody. And, she, and she's been back, but she never won another Grammy. She hasn't even won a Grammy mm-hmm. yet. And it was just trash. That's why I was like, what the fuck? And she put that shit on the album. Take your medication, Roman. Da, 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 da. Album. album, that was the opening track. There was the opening track. And it made, I mean, when I first heard it, I pressed stop. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> the fuck is this? And then but when, don't when you I, know, when, Busby? Who cares? All the Nikki stands will tell you that she sold all those records. So who cares? No, no, no. Fuck that shit. So then I started listening. When I kept listening more, there was no growth. I was like, this is like Pink Friday throwaways. Like, what the fuck? And then I get the champion. And I was like, okay, this is pretty this is pretty damn good. And then it just goes downhill. And then when it got the starships down, it became super pop. She sold out mm-hmm. just that quickly. I was so disappointed and so angry with her for that shit. It was fucking terrible. And I hated that album. And I don't know why it's still on my laptop to this day. I have it just to remind myself of when she fell off. I literally pinpointed exactly when she... <laughs> There was the pinpoint of when I looked at her weird. It was when I when she dropped that trash. She got greedy. That's what happened. At the Super Bass, she got greedy and she made a whole bunch of pop tunes hoping that shit was gonna pop off. Uh-uh, in the words of Austin. That shit was tra- <laughs> and it pissed me off to this day. I even wrote a review about it, and I think that's what prompted Nikki to block me on Twitter. Because I was going in on her. Because I hated that shit. Yeah. I hate that damn album. Fuck that album. Yeah, that shit was garbage. <sighs> But like oh I said, God. as garbage as it was, I would still take that over Pink Print. I don't know why you would. Pink, Pink Print, was... Print is horrible. I, what makes that album horrible to you? Everything. Everything. The whole album? The whole album's garbage. Man, you said you... you man, I mean... I mean, when you have Beyonce on the album and even that song's Beyonce mediocre... Was never, Beyonce wasn't on the album. On Pink Print? Yes, she was. So I'm feeling myself. Oh yeah, that she was, huh? See, Shit. I, that just raises my point. When Beyonce's on the album and it's still mediocre, nah, man, nope. That just yeah, well, you, you, you just you prove my point. I don't have to say anything more. Well, let's let's just look at the tracks since we're on this topic. Let me look at the pink print. You don't even remember what's the, on the pink print until you look I at the tracks. Truffle butter, of course, and that's the last track as a bonus track. Anaconda. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I was another one. Don't name the singles. Um, Just name name the name the deep tracks. Only oh, okay. Want some more? Want some more? It's knocked. 
four door um, aviator that was pretty decent she wrapped her ass off on that well safari probably did uh she should have took off trinidad girls because it led right into anna we already had a track with anaconda which is still trash pills and portions was trash bed of lies was decent that one was trash Gra- grand piano yeah Big Daddy trash. Shanghai was decent. When it get that's when they that's when they got to all the fucking but when they got to all the throwaway because she put too many tracks on that shit. Twenty two motherfucking songs. Yeah, she was stupid for that. This just is garbage. It's complete garbage. Waste of time. Well, what other albums were we really just didn't really like? Uh, there was encore. the pinpoint albums. Encore for me. Eminem, yeah, disappointing. Encore. Yeah, I can understand. I know why. We talked about it on the fucking. Yeah. Well, you put no. You said that relapse. You you take on you take encore over relapse. Uh, relapse isn't even worth diving into for me. Damn. Fuck you. Um. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just <laughs> but encore. encore. Yeah, we already touched on that, and we might as well talk about it now. Go uh, ahead. All right. So this is actually pretty funny because this is actually before Busby and I even met. Um, we were talking about this a few months ago. We talked about that after the, after we recorded the first episode of this show. Was it? Oh, okay. So it was last year. Um, yeah. We were going through albums, and I happened to come across Slaughterhouse's second album, uh, Welcome oh, to man. Our House. Welcome to Our House. And yep. I asked him, I said, how did you feel about this album? Like, honestly. And he said, you know what? When it was coming out, I hyped the fuck out of it because I wanted them to win so badly. And then some months later, I went back to listen to it, and I just said, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, oh man. What yeah. the fuck is this? And I'm yeah. laughing the whole time because I'm like, that was basically my reaction, too. I wanted them to win so badly that I ignored the shit that they actually put on that album. Yeah, man. It's... Uh... Fuck, I hate talking about it. I bought that fucking I album, bought it too. Man. I bought the <laughs> I bought the digital and I went to the store and bought the copy. Damn. You took a double L. That's how much I rode for Slaughterhouse, which that's why honestly it pissed me off when Joe Budden blocked me because I was like, what the fuck I do to you? I didn't do anything to you. I've been backing y'all, man. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, he's on the unblocking spree. So no, I'm still blocked, you. so. Well, just ask him to unblock nah, you. Nah, whatever. Yeah. It's not that serious. It but ain't that serious. Yeah, that album, I was, I still am a fan of Slot. I was happy when they got signed to Shady. And I was like, yeah, okay, am you going to? And then I remember I was listening to interviews and I listened to, what was the, um, what was the single? Not, not, not that CeeLo single. That's, that, that was the red flag. Hammer that Dance, C-Lo man. Single. Hammer Dance was Hammer Dance. Yes. Hammer Dance what set I, it off. With the corn sample and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, that that that's 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 your phone ringing. Yeah, I'm about to turn this shit off right now. Ah shit. Yeah, on on the house, not on the house. Welcome to our house. Why JC goes and turns off his phone because I can hear it from here. Um, yeah, welcome to our house. I'm I'm bringing it up right now. Yeah, man, I love I man, I really wanted them to fucking win. I really did, cause you know, like I knew Eminem signed with him and shit. And I remember, I remember Hamill dance, and I was like, okay, okay, the video was gritty. And I'm going, okay, and they were saying in interviews, yeah, Em is just gonna let us be ourselves, and he's gonna let us do what we want to do. So I was like, all right, okay. And then they released "My Life" with CeeLo Green. Now I remember when I first heard the song, I that should have been a red flag right there, yeah, cause that shit was just on hindsight, that song was trash. That song was really trash. No, it wasn't as trash as the later track. Uh, what was the song? Park It Sideways? Fuck that song. I fucking hate that damn song. 
But I, that, that's neither there. So then when the album came out, I'm listening to it, and it low-key felt like a D, an upgraded D12 album with the production and everything. What All the shit that made Eminem great on Recovery, M tried to do that to Slaughterhouse. And it this on Welcome to Our House, it just didn't work. Looking in hindsight, hindsight 2020, it really just didn't work. Yeah, it, it was, um, man. Really just looking back, it was really... Really disappointing because I was really pulling for Shady 2.0. Same when Yellow Wolf's little Shady de- debuted on Radioactive. That shit was like we were all pulling for him. And you know they all just faded to black. Yeah. So um, I mean, shit. Let's just give it a rundown, man. It got to uh, you really. Yeah, might as uh, just might as well. I guess. Um, so we got to get our house with Skylar Gray, and it's it's and slow M. starting off and. It is what it is. And then we get to coughing with Buster, and then it picks up. So you're like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, if I'm feeling this. Um, throw that. Throw that. Start it off cool, and then when you realize what the hook was, I was I'm like. Put that thing on you. I'm put that dick on you, girl. Blind day. And I was like, yeah. Sla- yeah. Hammer dance, of Hammer course. Hammer dance, yes. Uh, get up was forgettable. My, My life. life. They, they tried so hard. They, they, they really you could try. tell they tried so hard. Even in the video, it was like yeah. it was looking back at that, it was so cringeworthy. Like, what the fuck is this? Um Flip a Bird was decent. Yeah. Flip a bird was decent. Uh throw it, throw away, it away was you can throw that shit away. <laughs> <laughs> Rescue, Rescue me, me was uh, was actually a highlight for me. Oh yeah, that they yeah, had the beat was yeah. dope and they were all ripping. Rat House was golly. If you God man. Um, Goodbye yeah. <laughs> was obviously the strongest track on this album. Very personal. Park It Sideways was so fucking trash. I hated that record. <laughs> I really hate that damn record. I even helped do a review with my boy King Elijah, and I really told him I really hated that record. The only person who kind of came hard on that track, pause, was Crooked Eye. But other than that, that song was so trash. It was like a victory lap album and shit. Victory see, rap record. See really, see, really, the reason why I became a big Slaughterhouse fan is I got respect and admiration for all four of them. Yeah. But, um, but for those who know me, Crooked Eye will forever be on my top 10 most underrated, just period. Low-key, Crooked Eye carried the album. Right, and so for me, it was, for me, as cringeworthy as this was, it's exactly what Busby just said. For me, it was like the confirmation that Crooked Eye could actually, you know, he he could hold his own. And, um, but park it sideways and then die, just... Yeah, it should have just died right there. You know what it was? It was just, there's... <laughs> There was just tracks on the if you remember the on the house mixtape that led up to it. Yeah, there they, were just they released that there. quickly. There were tracks that, there that, that was a red been, flag too. Yeah, that, that was a red there. flag too. That was a red flag when they released that mixtape like a week or two before the album came right. out. I'm like, why are they releasing the mixtape before the album? Is this like a omen of what's to come? And then you listen to them like, oh, they knew the shit was bad. Yeah. So it was like someone said it was like the equivalent of them making their room up, uh, cleaning their room before their parents got home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's I remember someone said that on Twitter and I was like, yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Let's, let's let's get the core fans first and let's go back to it. Right. And then they had like the Walk of Shame was Asylum was trash. Yeah. Because it, it was like it was it was perfectly suited for Eminem and Eminem should have rapped on there, but you could tell that M really tried. 
he tried because he executive produced this shit. Right. And he was trying to do what he did to D12 because he was. But what M forgot was that it was a different climate. Mm hmm. It was a different climate. It was a, it was different rules of the game, and it wasn't gonna work no more. His his he doesn't have that Midas touch no more. Only for himself, but for the artist, hell no. Right. Walk of Shame was Walk of Shame was funny. You gotta go. You you gotta go. Yeah. You, you gotta go. That sounds funny. I'll listen to it. The other side, yeah. Place to be, yeah. And yeah, that that slaughterhouse didn't even go platinum. And I think that's the reason why they never came out with another uh, shit. It's just, it's it's rough because you just, they were the you, underdogs. They just yeah. had solo artists. They just couldn't catch the breaks. Yeah. And they finally had, you just finally had a group that was just, because if you remember at the time, that was like when the Soldier Boys and the the Cali, well, Cali, whatever it was, Cali District or whatever. And everybody was yeah. just focused on those dances. And so yeah. when they came out, it was like, all right, now it's back to the forefront. Because remember, this was all pre J. Cole, Kendrick, and all like, that. They were just starting out. Like right. J. Cole, Drake, Kendrick, they were all just literally just coming into so, their own and shit. So for you know, the the hardcore hip hop fans, this was just this was our group. Like this was But they were hate but but honestly, niggas on Twitter were hating on them tough. Well that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, that's what I'm saying. The hardcore hip hop fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, was yeah, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. our group. Like this they you know, this is who this is what it was about. Because I respected Button, I respected Royce, I respected Jorah Ortiz, and I respected Crooked Eye. And I loved the first Slaughterhouse. I'm the first yeah. self-touted album. And it, again, it, it was a, and then, it, again, the rumors were starting like, oh, you know, well, maybe Royce can say something to Shady. And then, you know, then they did the, the Forever video and, and spitting. And in the background, it's Slaughterhouse. And you're like, wait and a minute, the okay. Meets, then the Bad Meets Evil EP comes out. Slaughterhouse is on that. No, no, and no. Because no, if you remember, this was before. This was at a time when just Slaughterhouse going to Shady was still up in the air. And yeah, so the yeah, video yeah. for Forever came out. And you're like, oh, okay, well, what's going on? And then, you know, back when the hip hop blogs were, you know, must tune in at any given time. That's when all everything started coming out saying, well, they're trying to get they're trying to get Interscope to work with E1 to get them out the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I remember I remember on that on that track on recovery. What was that song called? The session one. Yeah. And Joe Button went on the line and he said that his independent label wouldn't wouldn't release his verse. Right. That's the reason why he wasn't on that right. song. Yeah, I remember that. And so, you know, they're, they're all going through that. Um, and then at, out of I don't want to say out of the blue, but just when you think it's not going to happen. Um, next thing you know, you see the XXL cover. And, and it's Shady 2.0, and they've got yeah, you Slaughterhouse, see Slaughterhouse and Yellow Wolf. Yes, you see them right there, and it's just like, I remember seeing that, and I was like, as a fan, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. let's do it. And it's like the rebranding of Shady Records and shit like that. Like, okay, okay. And, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, and Em really tried to help with Yellow Wolf too. He tried to he tried to kind of groom him to be the heir to his throne, and that didn't work. Right, and and it just I think it's just timing because Yellow Wolf, anytime he shows up on as a feature on records, like I'm always tuned in. Like, yeah, but honestly, Yellow Wolf doesn't really like. Let's be real, Machine Machine Gun Kelly has a better career than Yellow. Well, Wolf yeah, right because now. Machine Gun Kelly puts himself out there. Yeah, Yellow Wolf. Yellow doesn't. Wolf really doesn't. Yeah, and he and he's from the South too, and he's kind of. Confederate right. flag out, but that's a whole other yeah. story. But yeah, Yellow Wolf, Yellow Wolf can wrap his ass off. He really can if he really want when he wants to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's oh man, Shady Two Point man. That oh, they they could have been somebody, man. I was pulling for them. Yeah, I was we, a hell of we all were the hip hop 
fan base really was. And then, like I said, just we were just blinded with just the the fact that they were able to drop that album, and we rode for it. And then yep. you go back and listen to the album, and you're like, oh man, damn, they're unlistenable now. Yeah, it's damn, they're unlistenable. Yeah. It's like even everything shit, but no. everything but Hammer Dance still gets played in my road. Like I, I've dropped everything but Hammer Dance. I could still listen to Hammer Dance all day. Man, I made like a custom track list and mixed in with the mixtape tracks, and it's low key could have been like a four mic album at that point. Hmm. I probably will send it to you eventually, but and then and then and they kind of slowly came back, you know, with on Shady XV. They dropped some records and they dropped the mixtape. I forgot what the mixtape was called, but it was pretty dope. And I don't listen to it once. It's on that piff. And yeah, then after that, they rules. were gonna house rules, yes. And then they were gonna drop another one. What Just Blaze, he was going to executive produce the album. I remember this distinctly. Just Blaze was going to executive produce the album, and they literally said they were going to give him like, more freedom to do what the fuck they wanted to do. M was going to be hands-off this time. And I remember when Marshmallow's LP2 was out, he was on Rap City. You see Slaughterhouse in the background, and I guess the plan was they were going to drop Slaughterhouse next. Yeah. And after that, you kept waiting. We kept waiting. Joe Budden dropped a few records. Royce dropped a few records. Crooked Eye dropped a few records. But there was no Slaughterhouse record. And then you kept going. Another year goes by. Royce said, oh, the album's coming. Nothing, nothing. Joe Budden goes on <laughs> um, loving hip-hop. Still nothing. Last year, Joe Budden's This Is Eminem. This is, um, what's his name? This Is Drake goes on a whole EP spree of Dissing Drake. And then all of a sudden, this rumors going on the Slaughterhouse broke up, and now Joe Budden's saying he might leak the records, and I don't know, it's just up in the air. They're still together, for now, from what we know, from what they know, they're not telling us shit. Yep. But Joe, Joe Budden made it himself, made himself, he said he's retired now. Oh yeah, shout out to Joe Budden. He's about to be a new dad with Sin. Major props. Shout out to him. Major props to him for all that. But yeah, man, when it comes to Slaughterhouse, fuck. Man, Man, we had an idea what this episode was going to be called. Now that this brought me back to this, like, it, ugh, that just that just let me down. They disappointed me. Yeah, man. It's, but it is what it is. It's a learning curve. I mean, if you you can either look at it from the standpoint of, man, that was just bad. Or you just look at it from the standpoint of, it was their sins that allowed TDE to come to the forefront. Yeah, they learn from their mistakes. I mean, well, TDE is its own little... That's its own little shit. You know what I mean? I mean, I look at it from the standpoint, though, is that everybody was affiliated with either M or Dre. Yeah, but TDE so, was its own entity no, at that I, point. I understand, but again, it was more... I just look at it from that standpoint. It makes me feel better looking at it from that standpoint. <laughs> it, made me, it makes me feel better. <laughs> like, they were the sacrifices... They they had to die. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they had to die in them crosses. But for, I mean, the, but I mean, shit. They still spin. I mean, shit. I just uh, they was playing um a Royce uh, from the from the was it the bar uh bar school bar exam the bar exam bar exam. Yeah, he had yeah. one with um. Oh man, I'm forgetting who the hell was on it, but he had one line where he was like, "If you want to know if your uh, if your if your pimp game is strong, um." Then you'll find out if you let the Habichi chef throw a uh, throw a shrimp in your mouth. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Royce is that nigga, man. Like I, it's the whole when he's on songs with Eminem, he brings the best out of M. Yeah, he really does. Matter of fact, he needs to just be on all the songs with M so M could be at his best, so he won't do that run-on sentence raps. Exactly. Shit, man, you piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we could talk about this shit forever, but uh, we all got shit to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 
I guess we could just wrap this up right here. This is episode 53 of the Illogical Sense podcast for Busby, Sayonara, JC. Catch y'all later. Enjoy your week. Love, 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 love on your peoples throughout this tough time. Love on your peoples and extend a handout to those who may be different from you. And if they don't want to take your hand out, then take your hand and raise it up in the air and smack the shit out of them. <laughs> That's beat that shit. No, no, and make that shit, shit look up. sexy when you do it. Yeah, but you got to kick the shit out of them, dude. I kick the shit out of them. Nah, don't, don't kick them because people expect that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You, you put your hand out, try to reason with people, and if they on this Nazi shit, pull your hand back like, okay, I get it. And right when they think it's all the way back, <laughs> you turn that bitch around and you make that shit look sexier than a motherfucker. <laughs> Man, slap the fucking goodness into them. Slap the slap them out of love. That's all exactly. I need. Slap, that's all we need is love. Love is my message. Word to Michael Jackson. Love tap. You know, and yeah. Well, you, well, you know, fucking, you know, Prince was Prince had so much love. He was his own symbol. You know. Yeah, these don't even say nothing. Exactly. He, he was that. That's why I, he that's was that what, big. Where he was just a symbol. Mm-hmm. That's why. I, that's why I say when his music comes, I just don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. And another thing, I guess you could say forgiveness, too. We should all learn to just forgive and forget and just, you know, move on and be strong. Are you going to forgive Jed York? Fuck no. Fuck 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 Jed York.